Hello, everybody. We'll come back with you again. Uh, I know we were on yesterday, and so I thank you for taking time out to join us. This is uh, Hashtag BKOT, episode number 33. And today we have the partner of Heritage Family Offices in the Phoenix, Arizona area, Michael Frost. And what we're going to discuss is kind of adaptation with CPA firms. And so uh, who better else to hear it than one of your peers and colleagues. So, Michael, thank you for taking time out today, joining us. So please tell us about what you do and uh, a little bit about your background. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Michael Frost. I'm one of the co-founders of Heritage Family Offices. Um, we are a full multidisciplinary practice, oftentimes coined as a family office. Uh, we offer tax, law, wealth management, insurance, all under one roof. Um, so I am one of the co-founding partners. And so we do have a, a CPA firm, a law firm, uh, an insurance company, uh, as well as a wealth management firm, uh, all licensed and incorporated under one roof. And um, started the company about a decade ago, and we've grown the company via partnerships with uh, CPA firms across the country. Uh, we've made a couple acquisitions along the way. We've got about 40 employees. Uh, we think we've got a unique uh, business model. We're proud of what we built. Awesome. And so in, in starting all of this, um, now are you guys fully virtual or you have you moved over to that model or how is that set up now? Yeah, you know, we've always embraced technology as a company. And I think uh, a lot of business owners that have gone through this COVID journey with us um, um, can probably relate. Um, I think uh, I think COVID was uh, somewhat a blessing for our company in regards to embracing technology. Uh, also training the clients that were a little bit more hesitant to meet with their professionals virtually. Um, so I think uh, most of us as business owners can relate. We've been operating virtually since uh, COVID started. And um, matter of fact, uh, the leadership team at, at Heritage has made decisions of really downsizing our real estate. Um, we were in negotiations for about six months and, uh, before COVID hit uh, in expanding um, our real estate footprint. Uh, simply because we were we were growing quickly and we needed real estate to put the professionals under under a roof. And then um, COVID hit. We embraced technology. We all went 100% virtual. Um, and now it looks like we're probably going to maintain that as a company going forward. We've got some brick and mortar across the country. Um, we'll continue to do that. I think um, that creates the the synergy amongst all four of our professions to be able to see each other face to face. But uh, no, I think moving forward, I think. Um, operating virtually is, is, is here to stay. Oh, that's awesome. It seemed like you, you moved quickly uh, in that process. And so um, in, in working with your staff, are you, um, uh, has it allowed you to hire now outside the Phoenix area or were you guys already doing that or how has that come into play? Yeah, our footprint is somewhat scattered. And uh, I made reference to building our business via CPA partnerships across the country. And um, it's those CPA relationships, which has really expanded our footprint. And so um, we're in 14, 15 different states across the country. And the reason, and they're not necessarily geographically concentrated. So, I mean, we're from um, Florida, New York, and New Jersey, all the way to California um, and, and, and states in between. And um, we've, we've grown that organically uh, via these partnerships. And so as we come alongside other CPA firms and somewhat in a consulting role, um, we've uh, been looked at as somewhat of a thought leader in the industry in regards to what we've been able to do with our own CPA firm. 
um, embrace technology, uh, understand the services with inside our own industry that's been commoditized, and how do you automate that? And by doing so, freeing up time, and then how do you replace that time? It's with more, hopefully, more profitable time spent for your business. And so we've been successfully able to do that with our own CPA firm, um, but it didn't happen overnight. It's taken us a decade to get here, but now we're really able to leverage that track record and really show other CPA firms how to break through that ceiling. I think a lot of the CPA firms can all relate to similar struggles of um, hiring and retaining quality talent. It's just so extremely hard to find. And um, I think a lot of your viewers can probably relate to this. If you are a CPA, um, millennials and the next generation uh, that are graduating college are not hungry to enter the CPA profession. And so what do we do about it? I mean, it's a dying profession. In some cases, literally, if you've hung around the profession long enough, you hear the story of the CPA dying in the chair, preparing a tax return and has a heart attack and there was no business succession plan to go around it, right? There's a problem here. And um, I think we recognize that to be an opportunity. And so we've leveraged kind of what we've been able to do with our own CPA firms and then consult other CPA firms to do the same. And so when you're um, uh, partnering up with a CPA firm, what are uh, kind of like the first three or four things that the firm should have already in place looking to maybe they're not too comfortable or tech savvy yet, but what should they have in place in order to get uh, kind of ahead of the game and be agile for the future? Uh, I'd almost narrow it down to one particular thing because without it, there's no reason to even move forward. And that's, and that's mindset. Um, when you're working with uh, CPA owners, um, you'll find um, uh, two categories. Uh, and a majority of them fall into this one category of being stubborn. Um, and, and unfortunately, and, and, and maybe some of your guests can relate to this, uh, CPA, and they don't like change. And if, if, if they're not at least conceptually interested in evolving, um, then it's probably not even worth exploring automation and, and outsourcing and other um, potential solutions to make your business more efficient. Because if you don't have the mindset particularly go there, um, you're going to end up getting in your own way. So one of the very first things that we sit down and talk about with our, with our CPA partner firms, I am actually more interested in getting inside your head and better understanding your mindset of how do you see the professional services industry? What's the future look like for your business? What's the runway? Do you genuinely believe that you are the most trusted advisor in your client's life. And if, and if you are, I think we have an opportunity to capitalize that, but you have to have the mindset to be willing to adapt and to change. And oftentimes it doesn't take more than a 30 minute meeting with a CPA owner to understand they're 30 years in practice, they're set in their ways and they don't have the mindset to at least conceptually explore uh, kind of an, an, an evolution or transformation inside their practice. And so that is the very step for the first step that we, we start with with our CPA. Uh, and if we can get over that hurdle, hurdle uh, it can be extremely mutually rewarding. But um, we have found um, if they're just extremely hesitant, um, we shake virtual hands and wish them the best. Um, but it's usually not worth exploring after that. 
Yeah, um, well said. I completely agree with that because it's, it's the same thing what I'm doing with clients as far as you know, the whole offshoring concept. And when uh, if there's not buy-in or there's not everyone's on the same page at that manager, partner, leader level, it, it, it has to be everybody. It can't just be a couple of them or kind of in-betweens. It has to be full buy-in. So I absolutely agree. And then it'll trickle down throughout the entire staff and then it'll create a cohesive, uh, open environment, collaborative, rather than um, some people with the wrong mindset, they're just not going to do it. Yeah, no, you're right. And so when they are, um, so now they, they have the mindset and they're ready to uh, take that next step, kind of provide some of the uh, ideas of what you're doing um, with these clients. And is it just simply with technology or some other aspects of that? No, technology is a big piece, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. So okay. once we get over mindset, um, we actually do a strategic firm analysis. We essentially write a business plan on their business. Um, for us to successfully integrate multiple disciplines into an existing tax practice, I must know their business intimately. Um, so we have a, a gentleman at our firm that's been a consultant in the industry of phenomenal reputation. Um, he gets involved and it takes time. It's usually a four to six hour session. We can sometimes break it into multiple meetings, uh, but we're getting into those details. What's your staff look like? Um, how do you charge? Is it, is it hourly based? Is it fixed fees? Is it value-based billing? Where's your revenue centers? We want to understand your client base. How much of your clients do you actually have influence over? Let's take a deeper dive of the services that you're offering. Which of them do the clients see value in? And let's be honest, which have been commoditized? Because we want to pile up all that commoditized business and, and look to uh, automate it and, and free up the time. Um, and then we're looking at runway. What are you building your business for? Is, do, do you have a business succession plan? Is there another generation to potentially pass this on to? This all, we take all this into consideration when actually transforming a CPA firm into a family office. You know, I may be gambling with this next comment in light of your uh, audience, I think majority based being, being CPA firms. But if I'm being genuinely honest, I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time, hundreds of CPA owners across the country. And when I'm sitting down with a new CPA, I'm usually sitting down with the smartest, the technically smartest person in the room. But what I've oftentimes found is they're very poor business owners. And what I mean by that is um, there is no succession plan in place. The advice that their clients are coming to them for, they're not taking their own advice. And so when we get into, in, into a CPA practice, there are a lot of similarities. It's the same ceilings that you oftentimes see all of them hitting. Um, it's the same common frustrations that they have with their peers in the CPA community. And oftentimes they are technically brilliant, but have never really taken the time to work on their business because as a CPA owner and, and, and CPAs that are listening, they can all relate to this. Where's the time to actually work on your business? It is an extremely time intensive practice. And in all honesty, a CPA profession in isolation, if you're not able to build off it, build on it and offer other services, I think you work really, really hard for mediocre pay and, and freeing up our time 
Uh, freeing up our CPA owner's time is probably the most rewarding thing that we can do for a CPA owner because it actually gives them time to actually start working on their business and stop stressing out about the next tax season that's around the corner. Yeah, there's far too many times there's um, situations where the, uh, the, the owner, partner, director, they're just working too much in the business, like you're saying. And uh, I think it's upwards of almost 60 to 70%. And that means only 30 to 40% is working on the business. And, and that essentially boils down to having, uh, whether you're a five-person firm or a 500-person firm, you know, having the right staff in place and, and identifying um, and appointing leaders that can help you. You can't be the go-to person for everything. So in, in working with firms and they have technology in peace, we're comfortable working in this remote virtual environment. How do you go about um, uh, uh, their, their plans in regards to staff and, and specifically your thoughts too with offshore staffing? I think it's the future. And this, this might be a big, bold statement, but I feel like if CPA owners are not able to embrace, and we do more than just offshore staffing. Um, I think there's, uh, there's, there's uh, a, an additional technology stack that I think should probably accompany, and we're a little biased in this, but I think that should accompany the offshore, is the ability to offshore the work that's been either commoditized or it is what it is. You can't find the staff to hire it. And if you've looked at the economics between offshoring, um, it's fairly black and white. And so it's usually a combination between the two. I will tell you, it's usually met with resistance. Again, mm -hmm. CPA owners do not like and do not want change. The industry itself has been done the same way for the last hundred years. Um, and for those firms that have been passed down generation to generation, just even the thought of outsourcing or, or oh my gosh, this is a conflict of interest to my clients, or how am I going to tell my client that someone offshore is actually going to prepare my tax return, um, let me tell you, the client sees no value in the actual tax preparation itself. They want to work proactively with you to solve their problems. They don't care how the document gets prepared. And so if you can get over that, um, outsourcing is a big piece of the puzzle. It's very one large step closer to um, freeing up time which almost no successful CPA uh, has because their work-life balance is all out of whack because they're hostage to their CPA firm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if you have all the right pieces in place, then you could become that, that trusted advisor. So if you have the right staff, you have the right technology stack in place, you have a combination of, um, and not just have to hire in your, your city or state, but just good talent all throughout the country, and of course, outside the country. And when all that now is in place, right now the firm can uh, start the, the partners, owners, directors can work more on the business. So when, as far as like a, uh, a timeline, I mean, I know it's hard to, to, to put that, but on average in working with firms, when do you start seeing results with them? Or when do you start seeing some, you know, some positive feedback or some, just some growth in general in working with them? Yeah, we've gotten better on timeline. Um, keeping in mind, we founded the, the company in, in, in 2011. So we're kind of uh, approaching our 10 year anniversary. Um, in 2018, 
um, we did everything in-house. It wasn't until 2018 that we actually sold uh, the majority of our tax practice, got the ability to essentially build another tax practice from the ground up um, and embrace everything that I'm talking about right now in the form of automation and outsourcing and um, identifying um, the reality is the CPA truly is the most trusted advisor. Um, and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll probably conclude my comments um, kind of hammering that home. Uh, but in the form of timeline, it again goes completely back to mindset as well as profile of the firm. For our sole practitioners that are, that are uh, listening, you literally have the ability to flip a light switch if, if you wanted to. Um, if, if you are a sole practitioner with a couple of employees, um, and you just, you're again, hostage to the CPA firm because you feel like you're just, and, and let's be honest, with, with, with deadlines being extended, I feel like we've been in a perpetual tax season um, uh, since COVID started. But, um, but nevertheless, you have the ability via the light switch with technology that's out there, with resources of yourself to free up time almost overnight by just embracing it. Then the big question goes, what do you do with the freed up time? And where the light bulb usually goes off for our partner firms is when they identify, they realize that they really are the most trusted advisor. Because up until this point, let's call it what it is, amongst the attorney, the CPA, the financial advisor, and the insurance professional, the CPA is the most trusted but they're oftentimes the least compensated when compared to those other three disciplines. That should be a wake-up call for CPA owners, and it should realize the opportunity that they're sitting on, especially CPA owners that have been grinding for 20, 30, 40 years prior to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act when we used to be able to, duct, to, to, to tax deduct our professional services fee. I mean, how often, I can only imagine a CPA preparing a return with their client sitting in their desk complaining about their financial advisor while their CPA who's getting paid $2,500 to prepare the tax return is literally deducting the $30,000 that they pay their financial advisor. That should be fairly eye-opening. And we recognize that to be an opportunity. And so with inside the culture of our firm, we actually believe the CPA is the most trusted advisor. And through the partnership program, they should be able to be compensated uh, accordingly. And so to hammer that thought home in regards to timeline, um, it's usually on their first successful case. They've embraced outsourcing. They've embraced technology. They've embraced automation. They've freed up that time. And now they've replaced it with being proactive with their client which resulted in more profitable services like wealth management, legal, insurance, with their, which their client needs anyways. They're gonna get it from somebody. Why not get it from their most trusted advisor? And now, because of our structure, they're participating on the revenue. There have been, we've written multiple six-figure checks to CPA firms that have been running a traditional CPA model for 30 years. When you take a six-figure check and try to back into the amount of hours you would need to spend on preparing a tax, it's, it's almost mind-blowing. That's when the light bulb goes off, and that's when the momentum starts. And that's when you actually see a real transformation away from no more managing billable time. Let's actually take control of our firm, automate the commoditized services, and then replace it with the profitable services.
Yeah, it when uh, so I've been doing I've been working with integrity for four years and over the last year, uh, I'd say almost half of my calls where the client is and we never used to talk about this. So it was zero of my of 10 calls. Now it's like five of 10 where they're saying, I want to move into advisor. I want to move more into advisor. I want to get into that advisory piece of the business. It's so prevalent nowadays. But, you know, it, it, it should have been there since day one, granted. But, hey, now they have the focus on their, their uh, uh, kind of retraining their clients and then they're structuring, they're onboarding more uh, for new clients. And, and, and so they're just hyper-focused on this, which is, uh, which is good news to hear. So now, you know, as we talked about being the most trusted advisor, how can they just absolutely capitalize on this uh, from this point forward? Yeah, it, it, uh, you've got to be willing to, um, at Heritage, we uh, are passionate uh, about education. And this is something that I learned um, very early on. I, I got lucky enough to um, partner with the other co-founding partner of Heritage. Uh, his name is Ralph. He's duly licensed as an attorney uh, as well as a CPA. Uh, by way of background, although in, in the state of Arizona, you can, through recently new past laws, you can own a law firm as, as well as well as a CPA firm. So although I'm, I'm, I'm a founding partner and owner of these entities, uh, by way of background, I grew up in wealth management and insurance um, in Merrill Lynch. And so when I met my business partner, um, one thing I learned really, really early on, and, and, and Ralph is one of the most technically brilliant minds I've ever met. Um, but what I found out, I was always so intimidated by the CPA community. And I think financial advisors um, tend to be that way. Uh, it's the CPA. It's the know-it-all. Um, they've got their guard up because uh, CPAs think that uh, financial advisors just want to get into their book of clients. And guess what? You're right. They do just want to get into your book of clients. Uh, they also think that uh, financial advisors are overpaid um, for the advice that they give versus the advice that CPAs give. You know what I would tell you? I think you're right. Um, but what I learned, I always thought that the CPA knew everything. And once I got to come alongside and get inside the CPA firm and work alongside other CPAs, you know what I found out? They don't know everything. Um, and matter of fact, I figured out the why, the reason they've chosen not to invest a lot of their time in some of the more uh, complex and advanced strategies. They're very technically sound on, and I'd say the basics, what you see in most common scenarios. But once it gets a little more complex, they don't know it all. And the reason B is they're not compensated. If they're going to put their signature on the tax return, they're going to put their reputation on the line. Why would they give counsel on something that is sophisticated or um, maybe falls in, in, the, in the realm of, 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 of an aggressive position on a tax return or something like that? And they just weren't they were just weren't trained to. And we kind of embraced that when we founded the firm. So all the professionals that end up joining Heritage um, come from some background. Um, you're either you're either a CPA, you're an attorney, you're a financial advisor, um, and with inside that scope of that one profession, um, if 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 we've hired you, you're you're good at what you do. 
um, but I can relate to this. I, I, I was never trained on any of the other disciplines. And so to actually get some real momentum um, and be that most trusted advisor, um, if you're a CPA listening, um, I think you've got to do what my business partner did um, and be willing to invest the time in the other disciplines. So he came from a background of legal and tax, but wealth management and insurance was extremely foreign to him. Um, and so what did he do? He invested the time. That gave him the ability to be in front of the client, identify the opportunity, provide the advice that may fall a little bit side outside the scope of, of tax and legal. And here's where the light bulb goes off. You know where the most profitable and scalable lines of services lie? That's in oh. wealth management and insurance, not wow. in tax. And so if you're willing to invest the time, it's usually rewarded in a much more scalable and highly more profitable line of line of service that usually follows the advice. Yeah, it's so summing this up, right? Um, uh, great conversation today because you first off, you got to have a mindset, right? And in order to have the right mindset and realize what you're worth to get the compensation and offering different services, how do you do that? You got to get education. And, and so, and it's not just, you know, one just doing bookkeeping, unless you are the biggest bookkeeper in your state or, or, or town, right? You just, you need to diversify everything. And so in order to do that, it all starts with, you know, thinking of what your firm and your goals and not just today, but in the future. Um, so yeah, well said. And so as we wind down, um, final thoughts for the audience today, uh, before we wrap up, Michael. Be willing to take a chance. Um, in, invest the time. Um, the CPA is genuinely the most trusted advisor. You've got the opportunity to capitalize that. If you're even conceptually interested, you, you've got to lean into it, right? You, you've, got to, you've got to look at outsourcing solutions. You've got to look at leveraging technology. You've got to convenient sale, sales now. And so the, integrated, the integration of multiple services under one roof Clients are begging for this. Uh, the fact that they can get everything done under one roof, um, I will tell you that wins us more business than any sexy tax strategy that we could potentially come up with. Sad. Yeah, a one-stop shop. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for taking time out to join us today. And to our audience, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us as well. And so we'll be back soon uh, for now. Hashtag BKOT, check us out. And uh, Michael, again, take care. Have a good rest of the week. Everyone else, we'll talk soon. Be Thank good. you, Chris. Bye-bye.